Futurecast. On this episode of Missing the Point, we'll recap the first few hours of NBA free agency, discuss the winners and losers from the NBA draft, and is Marcus Smart really worth $20 million a year? Because that's what he's asking for. This is Missing the Point, episode 75. But it's all relative. I was going to do a Michael Michelangelo type intro and say, don't care how, how you're doing, but I do want to know how you're doing because I do care, Mike. I know we talked about it off air, but, you know, fellas, I'll, I'll be doing it tonight. Man, it's great to be back. It feels like it's been such a long time. I'm really honored to, to, to be on this show, and especially there was so much. I mean, I, the last week in just sports world, right? It's just been so, so crazy, and basketball was, was wild, so I'm happy to be here. I'm good, man. Fucking besides this pinched nerve I got going on here, I'm doing great and a lot of pain, but hopefully some basketball can can take me away from it for a couple of hours here, you know? Yeah, well, that's, that's the plan, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing good as well. I was telling y'all off the air before we got on, that, you know, I just started going back to Wait, to how, how rude today. of us? How rude of us? Rayshon, how are you, Rayshon? How are you, Rayshon? Are you good? Ty- ty- tired as hell, but I'm, I'm honestly, good. I'm, I'm like, didn't ask because I... I don't care, right? You know what yeah, I mean? No, like I, 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 hey, I, I, I understand. I, I wouldn't have any, any any other way. So let's just get right into it. So, you know, we're recording this on a Monday, on, on August 2nd. So the draft took place last Thursday. So we'll start with the Celtics, as you know, we are a New England Center show. So the Celtics drafted at uh, number 45. They drafted his 18-year-old kid, uh, Johan Begarin. And they also signed undrafted free agent Sam Hauser out of Virginia. So, and also, you know, they made a couple of trades to get under, you know, just find some, no, for some financial flexibility, excuse me. And like I said, I'm tired, so I'm jumping over my words. It's ridiculous. So they was able to trade for Josh Richardson and Chris Dunn. So, you know, what, what, were, what was our thoughts about those moves, those draft picks and those two trades? I thought the draft pick was... I mean, it, it was fine. There's nothing for me that, that stood out when I was like, oh, yeah, great pick by the Celtics. It just feels like this is just another draft and stash player that we were seeing, you know, five, six, seven years ago. I think, you know, I think he's an athletic guard. I think he's what? He, does he have like a seven-foot wingspan? And he's good for putting, you know, I, I, from what I've seen, and it's very limited, right? A knack for, for putting pressure on the rim with a quick first step and great hops. Love that. We just need a big man. Like that, so like I see the draft, I see all the moves, and I, I I appreciate, and I think what we've talked about off the air is you can see Brad making his tweaks to the team and trying to get it better because he saw what their weaknesses were right last year as a coach. My opinion though is still our most glaring weakness is still the fact that we need a really a number one guard and and we need a big man. But for what these moves are, they were fine. But the draft, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but the draft didn't blow me away. And it, what about the uh, Richardson and uh, Dunn trades? I do like Josh Richardson. I, I think it's always good to have a versatile skiller, or a scorer on the bench. I like that he can, you know, he's, he's averaging, what, 12 points through his career. He's not going to eat up a ton of minutes, but he'll be out there. We just, I think another, one of the things that we saw last year too was bench scoring was terrible. So we need reliable bench scoring. And if that's what Josh Richardson can do, if that's what Chris Dunn can do, then I'm, then I'm all for it because we can't just have the starting five have to put up 80 points a game and expect to have a, a, a good year. So I think that I think the Celtics free agency thus far was is leaps and bounds ahead of the draft. I, I know they didn't have you know too many draft picks. There's not much that they could have done, but I, I do love the addition so far. But it does leave me thinking about like what's coming next. Yeah, man. So completely agree. The draft to me 
it, I, I don't want to say it was a waste of a pick, but listen, it was a waste of a pick. I, I don't understand. There's still guys on the board there that definitely could have helped this team this year, or or at least ate up some minutes. You know, we have Taco Fall even. We have these end-of-the-bench guys. Luke Garza coming in here in the second round right there. Listen, we need big bodies. He's 6'10". Man was just national player of the year two years in a row. And I, I just think that was the guy to me. I would have liked to see him get. But, you know, Josh Richardson. So the hate on this man from going from a player who got traded as the centerpiece of a deal around Jimmy Butler two years ago, right? This dude is a actual baller that can come in here and help us out. He's literally exactly what we've been asking for from the bench, from this ownership from the organization to give us for these past two years is actual NBA players who can come off the bench and give you significant minutes. And they went out and got two of them because they also got Chris Dunn, like Rayshon said. And, you know, Dunn, Dunn has great defensive skills. He, he struggles from the field sometimes. He, he has some offensive struggles. But the defense that he plays is almost on the level of, I guess, close to the level of Drew Holiday. At points, like he's that kind of lockdown defender guard. So to bring him in here too, I, I think people are underrating him a lot. And I do think there is a chance that next year, Chris Dunn is the starting point guard for the Boston Celtics. Whoa. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's definitely a hot take. There was one. I don't think he'll be the starter. I mean, I know it, it could be Pritchard. It could be they bring in Patty Mills. Who knows? I think the days of getting a lead all-star guard maybe behind us for the time being. You know, I think that, you know, maybe Brad and other people are kind of scarred from that. Obviously, you know, IT became an all-star. Then you had Kyrie. Then you had Kemba, right? And all three, even though we love the IT era, like I said, it didn't result in anything that we wanted here as Celtics fans. So I just think if you just get a serviceable guard to play alongside Sandman Brown, you know, to keep highlighting what they do best on the court, which is score and just really dominate out there, you know, that's what you need, right? So I think Patty Mills would be someone that'd be perfect. Obviously, you know, he's familiar with Ime Udoka, you know, with being down there in San Antonio. So we'll see what happens with that. But as uh, far as the 45th pick, I mean, I, I kind of figured it'd be a draft stash mainly because that's just what they've been doing the last two years. I just think that, you know, he's, we've been asking for a big guard here in Boston. We've been asking for that, right? Not saying that he's going to come over here immediately. He's not, he's 18. But we've been asking for a guy that's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Well, guess what? He drafts him. <laughs> the kid can actually play. Like, I, I, I mean, I watched, like I said, I've only watched highlights. I haven't, I can't say that. Like, I've watched uh, all the games that I haven't, obviously. I, I did not hear about him until we actually drafted him. But to be 18, he's pretty polished as a finisher around the rim so to me he's, he's just like like he's a bigger Romeo Lane for it for sure so you know Bobby what, what do you want to add, add to that how, do you know how to pronounce his name I want to say it's uh, Johan Bagarin Bagarin is that it Bagarin or in Boston in Boston it'll be Bagarin right they put Bagarin in guy Right, yeah, exactly. If, if he ever gets up here, but same thing with the you know the guy they signed and undrafted free agency with Sam Hauser, right? He was a 50 40 90 guy last year at Virginia. And Virginia, if there's anything they can do outside of scoring, those guys can defend. So that that team has real it's been historically good for defense in his last, I would say last decade, I would say. So yeah, so someone that can shoot and possibly defend, he's six seven. I think eventually I, I mean I would, I would love to see what he does on the summer league roster for sure. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, as far as Richardson and Dunn coming, I'll start with Chris Dunn. I can openly admit this. I mean, I, it's all on Facebook, so it's not like you I, I can <laughs> run away from it. But I was someone that wanted Chris Dunn draft night. I was not a Jalen yep. Brown supporter. 
I want, I, I was like, I said, Chris Dunn is guy. Is, is, that's the guy, you know, he was local. He was coming from Providence. I was like, this is, this makes sense. Like just get him, you know? So, you know, thank God that we you know we weren't in the, you know, the Celtics war room. Cause we would all look stupid, but Chris Dunn has had some moments in, in the NBA. He was sending around that Jimmy Butler trade a few years ago as well. So we got guys that were traded for Jimmy Butler, who is an all-star. So, you know, you know, listen, I like what, yeah, I like what Dunn can do. And as far as Josh Richardson goes, like, He's two or three years. He's two years removed from getting 16 a game, right? Now, obviously, he's not getting that here in Boston. But once again, it, it adds depth. I don't know if this means it's the end of Marcus Smart ever. Like I said, we'll get into that later on in the show. You know, that, that's a big market tease there. You know, how you doing, Joe? But uh, yeah, like I just think that that's what's going on. So, you know, I'm excited that Brad actually went, went ahead and did this. I stand by what I wrote in our group chat. I believe that, you know, GM Brad is already doing a better job than, than Coach Brad, uh, you know, Coach uh, Horseshoes for sure. So, yeah, go ahead, Bobby. So the, the thing with the whole, like, everyone being mad about Moses Brown is, <laughs> to me, that it's bro, it's the most Celtics thing, Celtics fan thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Listen, there's a reason, like, I get it. He has potential. I, I understand. But there's a reason why Oklahoma City threw him in the trade, okay? There's a reason Boston was willing to part with this dude so easily. And how can you really be that mad when you haven't seen him play a game in a uniform? Like, listen, I get it. We need a big man. We brought in two... I don't want to say... We brought in two actual guys that can give us 20 to 25 minutes a game. And those minutes actually be productive eight out of 10 nights before free agency even started. We unloaded Kemba's contract before free agency even started. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you think about all the years, all the shit we've been through with the Celtics the past few years, we did these things before free agency even started. So, like, I, I get to a point where it's like, I did just sound like a broken record, but it's like, what are we really complaining about here, guys? Like, it's, they're just finding things to complain about, and it drives me fucking nuts. I talked to you about it the other night. But that's what this fan base is about, right? And it, this is, and listen, for those that listen to this and you get annoyed by our takes, one, oh, well, two, thank you for listening. Because this is not Shout Jock Radio, right? We're not Howard Stern or Don Imus back in the day. But this is the thing. So this, we continuously look to be, we desire to be pissed off, like, it's, a, it's, I don't know, because we got scarred by certain events. So I feel like people have been angry since the 2010 finals. Like, people have been extremely angry. I feel like if we, if we had won another title, like, folks may maybe not have been as, as upset. But I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, Celtics fans are, I think, in this area, I, I think, are the most forgiving of their team. I, I think they are, I, I think they are the least fickle fan base in, in, in Boston. I, I disagree. They're the, they're the most. They're the most instant overreactionary, though. They explode in the moment. It's, I mean, listen, who was praised to Luke Cornette? Like, this dude, Luke Cornette, you thought was fucking Bill Russell. Like, it, it was out of control. <laughs> Greg, remember, remember the hype around Greg Stiesma? That's what this Moses Brown thing reminds me of. Like, remember how hype, Tommy Heisen was calling Greg Stiesma Bill Russell 2.0? I All said, right. I'm like, man, I'm like, I guess he got lighter overnight, huh? My God, like I'm mean, sorry, that was a bad joke. But it's like, but it's, it's just like, oh my God, like most of most of you don't even know who Greg Stevens was. So maybe I listen. You have you have to probably Google and remember who he was. But he was number fifty four on the Celtics. But oh my God, like that that's so bad. Go ahead, Mike. That clip comes up when you Google him. It's it's Tommy saying like he reminds you of a young Bill Russell. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 
But I think I, so. I don't want to advocate for the outrage of, of Celtics fans, but uh, I'll do it, seeing as I'm here. I, I think you know M- Moses Brown being traded after just getting him. You, it's like he people thought he addressed a need instantly, right? And they, they got themselves wrapped up into this thing, like oh, like we're gonna be okay. Like we have a kind of an athletic big. We're gonna be good again, and then it's just instantly gone. I get being so I'm not upset about it, right? I, I, like he's he was here for a cup of coffee. I think. It's, but it still is a need, right? The five is a glaring need for this team. I mean, can we at least agree on that? Sure, but m- most to think that Moses Brown was going to come in and be Bam, <laughs> Bam out of bio is yeah, it's it's kind. If anything, the guy that's going to be Bam, he's already on the team, and that's Robert Williams. Like that's the guy that could be Bam because Robert Williams can pass really, which is why they drafted him to be behind Al Horford event, uh, initially. Guess what? We now have that again, guys. Like relax. Take it, take it, take a deep breath. It's okay. That's so like when everyone chills out and, and 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 forgets about the whole center thing, the impact that Josh Richardson is going to have on the Celtics is tenfold of what Moses Brown would have had on this team. Okay. It, it Josh Richardson is a potential, and I feel like that's a little much, but he's a potential all-star. You know what I mean? He actually has the ability to make an all-star team. Moses Brown was going to struggle to get 15 minutes on this team this year. You know what I mean? He's playing. He's already third in rotation behind Horford and Williams. So he's not getting 15 to 17 minutes a game. So it's just like, guys, chill out. All right. We, we addressed exactly what we wanted. All right. We don't have Grant Williams, Tremont Waters, and Carson Edwards playing significant minutes in a goddamn playoff game this year. Okay. They're filled by... Josh Richardson and Don, bro. Like, come on. Relax. I hate to burst your bubble because we got some breaking news as uh, Ooh, <laughs> as literally. So Evan Fournier has signed a four-year deal for $73 million with the New York Knicks. Yep, so, yeah, so, so unfortunately, those three guys may be playing <laughs> minutes next year. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Either way, I agree with you because um, we're going in past tense. It does address <laughs> the need. They need guys off the bench. They got that. Um Fournier, too, was here for a cup of coffee. But once again, I guess the Celtics wasn't going above the, the 16 mil threshold, which is kind of unfortunate in my opinion. I feel like he also addressed the need they had, and they yeah. needed that fourth guy that can get you 18 a game. And we saw that in moments where it really worked with him and Kemba and him and Tatum or him and Brown. Like, So to me, I would like to see that a little bit longer. But it is what it is. I mean, listen, congrats to Evan Fournier. I'm $73 million richer. That's, that's beautiful, my brother. 18 mil a year. Uh, you were in Gotham City. New York had a really good season last year. So, you know, and he's going to do nothing but add, you know, to what they're building over there. As they say, not add to the culture that is the New York Knicks. So, yeah. So, I mean, that it, 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 is, it is what it is. So, but like I said, we'll, we'll jump off the Celtics talk for now and we'll get back into that later on. So, um, let's jump into the NBA draft. So, like I said, this is the NBA draft recap show. Uh, so, Kay Cunningham, who played at Oklahoma State, went number one. So, you know, just, you know, how good do we think he's going to be? And, you know, was that consensus, was that the consensus number one overall pick to, to each of you? Kay Cunningham absolutely was the consensus number one pick. We knew it going into March Madness this year. He was by far and away the best prospect that was out there. I could see an argument to go. I can't think. Why am I blanking on his name? Who's the guy? One second. Jalen Green. Yeah, I could see an argument to go Jalen Green. The only thing is I feel like the G League really took that option away because you're not seeing him in the spotlight. You're not seeing him on that big stage. You're not seeing him against the big competition. So to wait to go number one on him and risk your entire franchise 
on someone that is so much of an unknown, it, it just automatically put the ball in Cade's court. So, yeah, absolutely. Cunningham was the consensus number one pick. I'm excited for him on the Pistons, man. They haven't had a player with Cade's ability in a very long time. You know what I mean? Like, since the Rip Hamilton era, Chauncey Billups, like, they haven't had a dude with this much upside in a long time. So I, I, I'm pumped for the Pistons that they got their guy and Cade. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but watching him in March Madness was so fun, man. The way he took games over, he's so good going to the hole. Yeah, yeah, he's a good pick. He's a good guy. He's a good number one pick, for sure. He's not Anthony Bennett, I'll tell you that. I think this is a lock pick, right? I, I mean, I think knowing like who he is, how great of a player he was uh, in college, and is, he fills a need for Detroit. Now Detroit has two big durable switchable guards between him and is Killian Hayes that it balance each other out both offensively and defensively. This is a great situation for him to go in. I think, you know, how good can he be? I, I think the sky's the limit. Everything that, that I've seen about this guy, about this kid is that, you know, he has excellent shot making and passing ability. He's probably the, the best defender that's, that was available in, in the draft. Some of the other comments, you know, are like he's a smart passer who already understands how to manipulate defenses. Those are all great. Now, if he can, so it sounds like he has all the tools to walk on and be a good starter. It's just a matter of time before how, like, how great can he be, and how long does it take him? But I do think that a young Pistons squad is a perfect fit for him to be on, and they're gonna be they're gonna be tough now. He has the ability this year because of the team he's going to put up 25, 26 points in his rookie year again. Yep, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Like he has that that Anthony Edwards upside he has that Lonzo upside that's how good of a prospect he is now Rayshon I I know who your guy was man I know who your guy was Mr. Mobley right or oh, the big guy yeah from uh from USC yeah yeah, yeah I, was- I mean I I I liked I liked and granted I mean I think I was right at the pick that we talked about right we talked about who's gonna go there I think Mobley ended up going three to Cleveland it just made sense and then obviously now uh they re-signed Jared Allen as well so Clearly, they're going to do a big and big lineup, I guess, for other, you know, for the near future out there in Cleveland. So, yeah, I mean, he can shoot it, pass it. But far as K record, that's what we're talking about right now. But yeah, Evan Mobley, I think, is going to be the real deal too. But yeah, K, yeah, K definitely should have been the more pick for sure. Like there, there should have been no doubt about that. Um, I, I just think to me, you know, you're six eight, two twenty five, can handle like that. Like it's just crazy. I wouldn't say I'm in love with his defense. I mean, I, I get that. You know, they, you know, the scouts want to hype him up. I wouldn't say he's a, an elite defender yet, you know, but the thing is he, luckily he's coming into a team, you know, that's being coached by Randy. I, I don't want, I don't want, I can't think of his name right now, but the coach is in Detroit. His name is escaping me, but he coached in Detroit as well. I want to say it's not Randy Casey. I, I, I forget his name anyways. It's okay. It's, it's, but it's, it's like, well, you know, we, Dwayne we, Casey. Dwayne Casey, I'm like Randy Casey. Actually, you know what? Randy Casey, congratulations, my brother. You made the show. You're a Dean alumni. That's why I don't know how to use on my mom, brother. But uh, Freudian and set, baby. Yeah, What's shout, up? Shout, out, shout out to Randy. What's up, man? But yeah, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, but no, Dwayne, Dwayne Casey. Um, you know, he coaches up defense, and that that's what you know, you can't play for him if you don't defend. And next I, I think, you know, last year we talked about who won the draft, and I talked about Detroit winning the draft. Uh, last year we're gonna get into who won the draft very shortly. You know, so, uh, you know, listeners definitely stay tuned for what Mike has to say because he was on fire earlier about who we thought won the draft. So I know he's decided to get to that. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you put him with Hayes. Sadiq Bay is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Stewart was really good. Like, those, those guys were both all rookie uh, last year. So, yeah, like, they definitely have some building blocks. I know they just signed Kelly Olenek as well today as well. So for three years, 37 mil. So that's another shooter to add, you know, to take away, out, take someone off the paint you know, for Cades to kind of move around. So, yeah, like, so, yeah, keep getting him shooters. Jeremy Grant's the problem. So, yeah, they got something cooking over there in Detroit, man. And, 
Like I said, K's only going to add to it. And like I said, players like him don't come along too often. And once again, those Rip Hamilton, like those guys weren't picks of Detroit. They were there through trade. He's easily their best pick since <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. And we're talking 40 years. 40 years. 40 years ago, Isaiah Thomas went number two overall in 1981 draft. Like that's, <laughs> he's easily the, you know, their best pick since then, you know? So yeah, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It feels so old. Oh, I, I know. It's crazy. I know. It's wild. It is wild. You know, I, I thought she was doing the G's for the encyclopedia knowledge, but no. No, no, no. That doesn't surprise you anymore, dude. Yeah, yes, no, we're, we're, yeah. we're immune. We're immune to the basketball knowledge at this, bro. It's... <laughs> right, yeah. So, like, hey, listen, like, congrats to Cade. You know, Detroit basketball. Like, you got you guys got you one. I def- I think I may order a jersey in the mail. I want to see if they come up with some shoes for him, too, because I, I like the colors that the Pistons have. So, you know, we'll go into that. So, but we'll leave it at that. So, let's get into the winners of the draft. So, Mike, we'll start with you. So, who did you think won, won this year's draft? Yeah, so I, it was close for me, but I, I think that the winner, just because of the scenarios that are uh, outlined, uh, I think the Charlotte Hornets. I think they had the best draft of the Knights, uh, and I think it was close between them and probably Golden State. You, you think about it, they were able to uh, to draft an explosive, explosive scoring guard. What, what is it, James, is it Bow Knight or Buck Knight? I always... I think I think it's I think it's book book you know it, no it's, it's James Book Knight Book Knight Book Knight Book no Book Book and then Knight. Book Knight okay yeah. James Book Knight I I think that he was supposed to he was supposed to go top ten right and he slid and then they they're able to they're able to make a trade and pair that with an athletic big is it Kai Jones so just the thought just think about this the idea of Lamelo Ball pushing the pace in transition with with Book Knight and Jones running the lane. That's scary. That's a scary thought. And, and then you still have weapons like Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and P.J. Washington. So I, I think knowing what you have already waiting for you, I think the Hornets hit it out of the park. Agreed. So I also was torn between two, um, and that is the Orlando Magic being able to get Jalen Suggs and the team that's responsible for them being able to get Jalen Suggs and the Toronto Raptors. But I'm going to go with the Raptors just because they threw a curveball at everyone and, and picked Scotty Barnes when everyone thought the pick was going to be Jalen Suggs. Now, listen, Scotty Barnes is a very, very raw player. I think he still has some time. But to pair him with Pascal Siakam, I can never say his name. Siakam. Siakam, thank you. With Pascal Siakam down low is going to be an immovable force down there. He can defend he can do everything except for shoot the ball so there's a bit of a a, a draymond green vibe to him and that's his upside so i just think because of that defensive upside because of the impact that he can have on the game i think when it's all said and done he might be the guy that has the best chance of being like a year in and year out all-star within like year three or four him and Cade. I, I, those are my two favorite guys coming in. So I got to go with the Raptors throwing a curveball and, and going with Scotty Barnes. Well, I want to add to that point, right? So, you know, Scotty Barnes, I mean, this is what Leonard Hamilton does. And for those that don't know who Leonard Hamilton is, he, he's the head coach down at uh, Florida State. Last year at the same pick, Chicago picks Patrick Williams out of FSU. People was like, man, you know, you had Devin Vassell. That was his teammate that, you know, got pushed back to 11. Um, he just gets wings that can guard. And that can just play basketball, and that's just what they do, and that's why they've had a good run down there for the state, right? So I actually thought he would be a top five pick. I, I, you know, I didn't think it was that was that much of a curveball, but I get, you know, why. I, obviously, if you have Suggs there, you, you you should take him. But 
you know, I think Orlando probably needed him more than that. They probably also didn't think they was going to lose Kyle Lowry either, but that happened. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> but like I said, Barnes and Siakam, like I said, that's going to be great wings help you win in this league. Yes, like I said, you need a, you need an all-star guard. I, I truly believe that. I talk about that all the time. But if you have two great wings, that changes the game um, dramatically. And, you know, Van Vliet's good enough to, you know, to hold it down and, you know, they have to keep, you know, some guys that they have. So they got to keep Gary Trent and some other guys they had there. But yeah, I, I have to agree with you though, Mike. You know, Kai Jones was someone that if was if we stayed at 16, that's someone I would have wanted Boston to draft at 16. But, and like I said, not to go back to what we talked about with the Celtics, but I think that's why people were kind of upset too. It was like, wait a minute, like you give up the 16 pick <laughs> and then it's like you give Moses Brown, basically <laughs> basically traded for Moses Brown essentially. Right. And then basically selling us fan, selling the fan base like, well, Moses Brown would have been better than the 16th pick. And then, you know, quicker than I can say, one, two, three, Cancun, he was gone. To, he was gone to Dallas. Josh Richardson is definitely better than the 16th overall pick. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I that's what some of the rationale is going to be yeah. for that mm-hmm. fan base. We, we just know how it is. I don't agree with that. I just know, I know that's just how they, that's how they think. But, you know, back to, back to the winning of the draft. So, yeah, to get Kai Jones, to get Book Knight, I, I'm assuming they're going to, they're going to renounce Malik. I think he's been a little bit of a, of a head case down there in Charlotte, but he's someone that can shoot someone that was, a, he was the 11th pick a few years ago. But yeah, I think that he's, he's some, you know, they, they want it. Believe it or not, Golden State to me getting Jonathan Kaminga was huge too at number seven that that feels like a trade waiting to happen though doesn't it with wiseman and we thought so and then like i said we, we're gonna get into it yeah. but um I'm, I'm gonna be very contradictory in a minute anyway so we'll, we'll get to that but before we move on there's a couple other winners i do need to talk about and that's i i i do have to go back to the magic because i completely forgot that they didn't just get Jalen Suggs. <laughs> They got Franz Wagner, too. Anyone that watched the tournament this year that picked Michigan was very happy when Franz Wagner had the ball. All right. Franz Wagner is uh, a Danilo Gallinari. He's a, he's a, who else? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Gallinari's, Gallinari's my best comparison for him. He's a playmaker who can shoot, who can score. He can rebound. He can do everything. And you got Jalen Suggs in the same draft. Are you kidding me? That's exciting because listen, I don't know about all you guys, but I 100% had an Orlando Magic starter jacket growing up. So, like, I, anytime the Magic are good, it's like, all right, let's go. D- didn't have the starter jacket, but I, def- I definitely had the the penny shoes, and you know, had a little penny, had a little penny action figure, you know. So, de- definitely had that. I don't know if I had the jacket. I had the Hornets jacket though. <laughs> I did have that. You know, shout, shout, shout out to Alonzo Morning, but go ahead, Mike. Also, just before, because there was, you know, we talked about Golden State. I, I thought was that my next one, but I think a low key winner of the draft were the Pacers, right? I think is it Chris? Uh, is it oh Chris? Chris? Yeah, Chris Duarte. Yeah, Duarte mm-hmm. and and Isaiah Jackson. I think that they th- those two picks again not going to make mm-hmm. big headlines, but those perfectly uh, like they, they complement the roster as it's currently constructed. And mm-hmm. I think having a guy like Isaiah Jackson learning under Miles Turner sets them up to have a really good big man going forward for a long period of time. And I, again, I don't know a lot about Duarte, but I know from what I've seen that he's a, he's a lockdown defender and he's a, and he's an NBA ready three point shooter which right. is exactly what they need to complement with uh, is it chris mcdermott so uh, he because he he was set he's set to hit un- unrestricted free agency right yeah actually yeah he, he walked yeah all right, yeah so he's gone so like th- this is a perfect replacement one more two one more two we can't go any further without talking about the fact that the lakers also picked up russell fucking westbrook they have to come out we can't leave the winners category without talking about the fact that listen i know it's a risk i understand but they went from 
guys that couldn't sniff LeBron's cleats to now three three legitimate dudes there that listen if they don't go to the finals next year it's now a failure for that team like that's how much this team like jumped up after this past season getting knocked out in the first round all right well cool let, well, let, well let's 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 stay there then says, says bobby jumped to that and brought it that's fine so mike my bad, my your, bad. You know, that, that's good that's fine that's fine you know it's, it's our show we do what we want to do so go ahead mike <laughs> so what, what are your what are your thoughts about the, the trade I, I love the move. I think, you know, I've been probably one of the only advocates in, in, in this group that has been saying, like, listen, I would love Westbrook on this team because he's just a dog. Like, you you know that he wants it. He he will make everyone around him better. The biggest complaint about him out of, out of Houston was from Harden, who said that he was on his ass for showing up late. If you're labeled like a nut job because of that, Sign me up. I want him. I don't know how he compliments this team. I think uh, the offense typically runs best if, well, it historically, you know, through LeBron, you know, to Anthony Davis. And, uh, you know, I, I think one of, one of the criticisms for Westbrook is that his shot selection is often poor. I, I do think that now he has a, you know, this team, if healthy, and it really depends on what they can do now because they put themselves in a position where I think they only have what four or five people actually signed to the roster, and they're at, so they're going to need a lot of veteran minimum players to come in. But this is a really good big three. Now, if Brooklyn's healthy, they don't. The Lakers can't cannot touch them. I don't think. But I love it, and I, I'm mad. You know, another time in my life as a Celtics fan where I'm pissed off at the Lakers because I wanted Russell Westbrook. No one else in Boston did. But I, I love it. I gave up a lot, but you have to to get a player of his caliber, in my opinion. Can I ask, is the Buddy Heald off the table now? Do you know? Is it completely done? Because if they add, listen, if they added Buddy Heald to that goddamn roster with those three, and then you got Buddy Heald, who is... I think probably one of the more underrated three-point shooters in the history of the NBA. Like, this dude is absolute lights out from three-point. He shoots, I think, 45% career from three. I don't know if you guys remember him in Oklahoma, but he was a beast. Killed the Celtics, too. Yeah, I wanted them to pick him over Jalen. Again, another person, right? Wasn't that yeah, Jalen here? Yeah. Yeah, he came out twenty sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he he went so Jalen went third. He went number six. So yeah. But then you mm-hmm. so you have two guys who are unstoppable driving to the rim, a dude who's unstoppable in the post, and a dude who shoots forty five percent from fucking three point. Dude, lights out. It's that 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 roster is, is perfect, and it, I I would love it. I hate the Lakers, but I would love to watch it. I, I have to admit, I don't think it would be on the table only because they gave up four guys to get Westbrook. Now, obviously, you know we know how things work. If you're the, if you're one of the premier teams in the NBA, they they'll shake and move mountains for yeah. you. So who knows that that could happen? And you know, remember Mike, you and Joe Pavone were on that bandwagon. Oh, that's right. As well, so you know uh, you can go back and listen to that show. That will be in the show notes. I have to do that. I have to do that once once the show. But yeah, so I mean, far as the rush trade goes, I'm kind of in between, man. Because I mean, I actually want to see Chris Paul go there instead. You know, Chris Paul is obviously you know going to resign with Phoenix. You know, four years for 120 mil. So once again, shout out to his agent. Um, his agent needs every type of raise you could think of because it's highway robbery and then some. But once again, that's a whole nother show for another day. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Drum roll, please. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was crazy. Like I to me, Washington actually to me won the trade. And, and it's wild to say that because it's like, oh, my God, he went to, you know, he, Russ is going to L.A. But I'm like, when you can get four rotation players like that, you get KCP. Kuzma, I forget the other two people that was in the deal, but I'm like, when you get guys that can 
add to, especially in the East as well. Like, and you get you put that around Bradley Beal, and then they're gonna get Thomas Bryant back. That was that got hurt last year. Like they got Rory Hachimura. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Like they they have some pieces there that can actually get to the playoffs in in the East. So to me, I think Washington just initially won the trade. Now, obviously, they're not gonna go further than the Lakers. That's like I said, barring injury, obviously, which I even hate to say that because I like, look like if they're healthy, duh, like we know who's going to who's going to get there. But right. um, I don't know. I, to me, I, I think Washington won the trade. But I mean, listen, you, you ha- like I said, you have to take the risk. You have to do that. I would not have loved that if Boston did that. I mean, but then again, like I said that you would have replaced <laughs> Marcus Smart with Russell Westbrook. And I'm just like, that would have been if, he, if people think Marcus Smart drove <laughs> people crazy. <laughs> Russell Westbrook would have drove <laughs> to the fucking moon. I'm just saying. Isn't isn't this? I mean, this is the most prolific point guard that LeBron will have since Kyrie, right? And that's literally the, the only one that he's the ever had. Is, so, so this is the perfect. So we're, we're going to disrespect Mario Chalmers? No. This, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, this is God. the perfect situation for us. That's what it oh, is, yeah. man. It, it, it's so perfect. If he came to Boston, I guarantee we wouldn't have liked him, and it would have had it would have had a whole different feel to it because. I don't see Russ being able to fit in with Tatum and Brown. I just think they're all too ball dominant. That's the way they work. But putting LeBron and Russ next to each other and having them drive the lane like that and having Anthony Davis to clog the middle, listen, you can't collapse on anyone. No matter what, you cannot collapse on a single person because Anthony Davis is going to dominate you in the post if you're one-on-one. All right? If they get a three-point shooter. He's going to dominate the icy hot too, though. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, who, who knows? I feel like this. I feel like this Celtics logo on my chest is literally burning a hole into my chest with the, how much I'm talking. How good the Lakers are! Right I don't now. think they've done anything tonight, right? I mean, like I said we're recording this on a Monday. I don't think they. I mean, as I'm saying, like, they did their stuff, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, before. So it's just like you know, but obviously, you know, recency. They have to do something now. Other teams are adding the great players. Like it's like just just chill. Like I said, you know, Horseshoes has done a good job so far as. A GM, and like I said, we'll see what they do next. So, like I said, we did go up to an, another topic we want to talk about. Like I said, we talked about Russ. I want to go back. Uh, so, actually, uh, Mike, I'll go with you because it's probably just talking. Yeah. Uh, who, who did you? Yeah, no, you're good. How was? How was? Who? Who were your losers of the draft? It's the Brooklyn Nets. I, and the the reason why I say that is, you know, for a team that is is thought to be uh, a you know a, a perennial contender and it's a win now mentality. It, it, it like it actually fucking blew me away that they selected five picks in this draft. Like they, they didn't try to make any moves to uh, trade for a player uh, for now. They did land who is it Cameron Th- Thomas who I think is regarded as uh, if not the, the the best and the second best pure scorer in, in the draft. But they also they didn't get a lot of they didn't get a lot better defensively either. So. I think for who they are and, and what we expect them to be, it's very odd to see a you know a, a championship contender right now actually select five times. I and I think a lot of the picks were redundant, so that that's why I would say that they lost a the draft for me. Of the teams that could make picks, you know, there were teams that didn't have any, so I can't grade them. But I think the biggest loser is the Nets, right? And it, for for me, right? So like like I said, I told I said I said a few segments ago. I'm going to be contradictory. I talked about how getting Kaminga was dope and getting Moses Moody from Arkansas was dope, but going to state semi lost. Like when you have, even though once again, those are good picks, but when you have the window of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson coming back and Jamar Green is coming, you know, he wasn't coming, he was already on the court, but 
you know, you have to bring somebody in there to play with them. And and I get it. You know, Philadelphia was asking for a Kings ransom. We, we, I get it. I don't know why they was asking for a 90, 90 first round picks. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Darren Morey, like you had to be smoking dope. Like someone, someone must have spiked your Philly cheese state. My brother, like, I, I don't understand. It was Wiseman, like, the, the, the Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins the four and the the yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah, no, seventh and fourteenth pick, seven and fourteen, and 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 the first, the four first round. It's like, yo, like, fuck out like, of I, here, I just, I like, like, I just want to know for a kid that can't shoot, like, I, right, for a guy that can't shoot, who is an elite defender, elite passer, he won't shoot, not can't, won't. <laughs> you know, it's it's just like I'm like Darren Moore, like, and, and I get it because you don't want to be the guy that gets rid of the guy that he goes to Golden State or wherever he goes and becomes. The man, I, I I understand that, but it's just like at the same time, it's just like that to me was crazy. Like I think Wiseman and those two picks would have been enough, you know, or even Wiggins, right? Like I like Wiggins to me would have been fine. Wiggins, the seventh pick and the fourteenth pick for you know for Simmons to me would have been fine, especially you're selling low on him right now, and the fact that you still could have got two first round picks for him, like that to me is crazy. But then again. Because Philly believe they're in win now mode too, you know, especially being in the, in the Eastern Conference. But this is like, yo, like you're not better than Milwaukee, obviously, right now. You're not better than Brooklyn if healthy. Truth be told, if Boston plays such a potential, they're not better than Boston either, in my in my opinion, right now, right? So, you know, so you don't think you don't think Golden State if, if no no Phil Philly I'm saying Philly uh, I'm saying Philly yeah yeah like, so oh. that's that, that's what I mean yeah so I'm just speaking like in the East I said Philly didn't want to take the deal so or they was asking all that but you know Golden State rejected it but yeah Golden State man I, like to me I said they end up losing it because um I said you you had to find a way to get that maybe they should have went after went after Bill I get it it would have been a one year rental but who knows maybe he goes there becomes you know, becomes in love with the Golden State crowd, which that crowd is unreal when them guys are on. Could have fell in love with it. You know, the kid, his kids could have fell in love. His wife could have fell in love with it. So you, you never know what could have happened. You know, Joe Laker and them guys take care of them guys out there. So I, I don't know. But yeah, but to me, I say, even though I say I like the Kaminga pick, I like Moody. Like I said, to me, they end up losing it because like I said they, they didn't move off of those. They didn't move off of those picks. So it, 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 it is what it is. So Bobby, you can give your losers. So I have my biggest loser is... The San Antonio Spurs, man, Josh Primo <laughs> at twelve. That uh, that's the biggest reach I've seen, man. He's as raw as it gets. He three and D, he's good, but man, I I, I just feel like this team is losing their touch. I, I don't know what's going on with them. They had guys on the board that just seemed like we're destined to be San Antonio Spurs. A, a, a Chris Duarte dude, Popovich would have loved this dude, Moses Moody. And they passed over him for a dude that probably they could have traded back and gotten around like early second round, late first round. Right. So to me, I, I just thought that was blasphemy. Just because of, listen, I like Josh Primo. I, I don't think he's a bad player at all. But he's not the 12th pick in the NBA draft. He is not a lottery selection. Isn't this a Bill Belichick type of move? It, it is. It is. And that's what scares me. That's what scares me. You know, Kyle, but Kyle Duggar got drafted D2. Don't you know he comes in and plays really well? Not saying that Primo's gonna be that guy, but I, I I agree with you though. I do think in that sense that you know Primo could be a complete bust, but no, I, I'm you know, keep making your point. I know I cut you off. Uh, no, the, the other biggest loser, and, and this just sticks out because of who they passed up and let slide right past them is the Memphis Grizzlies, man. What are you thinking? You have a, a guy that you can come and pair with with a uh, John Morant and have a real score in book night. And you pass over him for Zaire Williams, 
And, and like Tyre Williams isn't even supposed to go there. Like he's that, that pick got traded though. Late. That's why. Uh, but did they end up trading that? Who'd they get? No, they, they traded with New Orleans, I think. Oh god, I forgot who went seventeenth, but I agree, you're right. Book Knight should have been the pick at ten. I agree. You have a you have a chance to have like a Jalen Tatum. You know what I mean? Those are your two guys now that you build around. You have two legitimate NBA scorers. And when you have that in the NBA, you're half you've won half the battle. You know what I mean? So I, I, I agree. So it, when, when you have an opportunity to do that and you pass on him for someone who I think is a poor man, Rudy, not even Rudy Gobert, <laughs> like a poor man, Andrew Bynum. Like not, wow, like that's, that's, he's, he's yikes. not, he's not that good, <laughs> wow. man. He has, he doesn't have any, You're offensive, not that guy, pal. <laughs> let's say he doesn't have any offensive skills. He has nothing. He's all. <laughs> Oh my God, that's know. great! That's it was great. blasphemy. No, just just say it for me, Bobby. You're not that guy, pal. Just say it for me. You're not just say it. <laughs> the the last one is a player. I feel so bad for Davion Mitchell, man. I feel Why? terrible for this dude because Why? he got the 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 Kings. He's going to the worst franchise in the NBA by far. Him, him, him. They have so many guards, bro. They've all got, they're like Celtics of five years ago where they just keep picking a point guard in the first <laughs> round every year. And you're like, I guess we're just going to play small ball. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, and Mike, if you want to chime in after my rebuttal, feel, feel free. But okay, listen, De- Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, and Tyrese Halliburton. That's a really good trio. That's a really good trio really going forward. Small trio, though. Jared Foster's like six five though. Halliburton's six six. Yeah. And then and then and now now Mitchell's small. He's little. He's but he's he's six one on a good day. He's six one on a good maybe on, on a good day. But defensive player of the year, national champion goes after it. They needed they need they needed a dog and they found one. They found one. Like All now right. Marvin Bagley. <laughs> as I scratch my head because I'm scratching my head because I can't believe how bad he's become in, in Sacramento, but. Yeah, no, that three guard lineup is going to be crazy. Darren Fox is a problem. That's just my opinion, but I, to me, I, I'm on your, I'm on your tip, I'm on your way, Bobby. I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna wait and see what Devion Mitchell. I, I think to me, he, he, he could be still the draft. That's just my opinion. But Mike, something you want to add? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think that they do remind me a lot of the Celtics from uh, a few years ago, where they are guard heavy. They're very small, but again, like, that was a team that you could rally yourself behind. I will also say that this isn't my sleeper, so I'm, I'm not skipping to the next segment. Mm-hmm. But I, they did snag. Oh, is it Naimis Keita, number thirty nine? The guy's seven foot two, two hundred and forty eight pounds, averages. 3.5 blocks a game and he has a seven and a half foot wingspan he's a monster center so now if he actually develops to be the guy now you're dangerous because now you have a fast moving team with a with just a brick tower for the five yeah they become the utah jazz right yeah that's that's what's going on so now i now i hear you bobby like sacramento is the west the western conference version of detroit up to now Right. right. You go to Sacramento, your career is going to wilt away. Like, that's just what's going to happen. But like, I'm excited to see what happens, you know? It even happened during the draft. The Buddy Hield thing leaks. And they're like, oh, Buddy Hield's going to the Lakers. And they're like, no, yeah. all those guys just got traded to Washington. He's not going. Well, yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were so hype about that. But I'm just like, to, to me, I'm, and I get it. Once again, they would have got four guys back in return. I'm not giving LeBron a shooter of Buddy Hill's caliber. Man, you better, you better, you, man, you better go to Kyle Corbett's garage and pick his ass up. What is wrong with you? Not, not giving you Buddy Hill. Like, 
man, I, I'm like, listen, I, I, oh God, it, it, it amazes me how, so I'm like, you in the same, you in the same state, you in the same conference, like, like, yo, I'm like, Jeff, Jeff Petrie, and I don't know if Jeff Petrie said the owner over there, but I'm like, if he is, he should be rolling over in his grave. What are you doing? I wouldn't, I'm never training with the Lakers unless I'm giving you a second round pick. Or cash consideration. I'm not giving you a guy that's a top ten shooter in this league. Are you dumb? What 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 are we talking? What are we doing? What are we doing? But you know, it's it's cool. It's like it's, it's whatever. But yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, they they definitely have a lot to iron out. But Davion Mitchell, they may have ninety nine problems, but Davion Mitchell is not one in my opinion. So yeah, shout out to Jay Z. But yeah, so but Mike, you know, since you you know you kind of touched on it, you said you're not going to jump into it, but we'll just come to you now. You know, who who is someone that you feel is going to be a sleeper in this year's draft? I mean, I, I don't know if you can call him a sleeper because I, I talked to him, I talked about him before, uh, but I think Kai Jones. I think he will be – he has the potential to be the most influential pick of this draft. And I, and I think it's just because of, of where he's going and, like I said, and who's already there. But Charlotte got themselves a legitimate big man that can start day one that will be, that will be posting 10 points – Five rebounds, couple blocks a game as a rookie, right right off the bat. And I think with with the pairing, you know, that they have with what can I say with Rozier, with Hayward, Ball, I, it's just it's a hard it's a hard guy not to love. I also I you know I'm a big guy. I, I do love was it Josh Gidley from is OKC. I think he has yeah. I think I think he has the potential to be a, a pretty big steal in this draft too. But you know, gun to my head. It's Kai Jones. I, I just that man. You will remember him five years from now, and we will talk about him the way that we talk about you know the, some of the most prolific stars in the league right now that fell outside the top ten, fifteen. So I'm gonna. I, I don't know if I can actually call him a sleeper because he was the second pick in the draft. But Jalen Green, I, I really feel like is going to a top tier player in the NBA within five years. Uh, Jalen Green's so good, man. I don't know if you've watched his highlights. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people don't know who this dude really is because he's been in the G League. But he can, he he's a baller, bro. He's a passer. He's a defender. He can shoot. He he can do everything that you would want a guard to do. He I'm trying to think who I could compare him to. I, honestly, you know what? Uh, he's like a Bradley Beal, bro. He's someone that like you you can rely on both ends of the floor every single night. And he's going to end up being a 25, 26 point a game scorer in this league. And that's a guarantee from it. So Jalen Green, even though he's the second pick in the draft, is a sleeper to me because I think he's going to end up being the best player in this draft. I, I mean, he would agree with you. I mean, he, I think he had a quote the other day saying he was like, yo, like put me on any team, anywhere. Like I'm going to get a bucket. Like mm-hmm. straight up, so so he he's clearly confident in himself as he should be. He has something to live up to because the last few number two picks have been really good. <laughs> so whether it was John Morant or you know, so I'm like yo, so he got some work to cut out. He has some work cut out for him for sure. But for me, I'm gonna go a little further back in the first round, like 19 picks back from <laughs> where Bobby had. Got to go with the kid from Tennessee, Keon Johnson, that got drafted by the Clippers, I believe. He's good. Um, man, yeah. He, he is someone that I thought was going to go top 15. He didn't. He slid for some reason. I don't know what happened in the draft camp. Maybe he didn't interview as well or he didn't. his measurables weren't as good. But I, I think he's someone that, you know, is going to be a steal for the Clippers. Um, going to get some spot minutes. Him and Ter- like Terrence Mann was huge for them in this year's playoffs. I mean, I think Keon Johnson is someone that could come in as a rookie and make an impact when, you know, Kawhi has to get rest and where Paul Norman PG has to get rest. So I think that him getting him in 21 was huge. And, you know, like I said, if Ty, if Ty Lue, you know, plays that boy, I, I think today, I think they'll, they'll see something special in him and, you know, they'll be very surprised 
or the league would be very surprised and probably upset that they didn't think to draft him a little bit higher. He's got a little. He's got a little Latrell Sprewell in him, right? Like he 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 has flashes of that. Yeah, just as long as he don't chuck out coaches. But yeah, other than that, we'll, that be, we'll be all right. I like. Yeah, that I know. I, 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 I do. No. No. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just being a jerk. But no. No. Mike. Mike. You're right. I mean, he definitely. He, sorry. I know. I say things so casually. My bad. But no. <laughs> yeah. No. He, Listen. I mean, it he, was. He, it was like 1997, and the Timberwolves sucked. It's okay. No, yeah, you know, I know. Well, tell us to PJ Carlissimo. Tell, tell him that. But I, I, I just think that, yeah, he, he that, that is that is a good compare. That, that's a good comparison. So yeah, we'll see. I, I think that the Clippers would love for, <laughs> for him to become the Charles Freewell because now that means you can kind of move off some people to kind of let him be uh, more of a guy. So Bobby, with the last one before we go to some uh, South of Stock at the end. So I don't even know from he where's he even from Turkey? Al, Al Perensengen. This guy is he he has shades of Sabonis. He's got shades of Cantor. He's that European center, but he's the best version. Uh, to me, he's the version of that with the highest upside that we've seen in a long time. He's going to be better than Cantor. He's going to be better than Valanciunas. This guy's really good. Rockets gave up two first-round picks to go up and get him at 16. So they obviously have a high grade on him. And we all know Houston loves those European centers and actually foreign centers. So I think that's a big... Uh, sleeper right there. Watch out for him. He's gonna be he's gonna be something good in this league if he can develop that defense a little. And as long as he doesn't turn into an Enos Cantor or a Darko Milicic or a Dark, yeah. So well, and and Enos Cantor was the first five years of his, of his career was pretty good. I mean, he's a walking double double, so it's not like you he's, know once he's, again, he's just trash defensive. He's oh sure sure, but I mean that, but that's also yeah. He's just he's just slow as hell, right? Exactly. He, he's he sucks defensive because he's slow, and that that's the problem. So yeah, so hopefully you know just continue to work on the lateral movement and. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you know, that that cuts it for the NBA job. So let's get back to the Celtics. So we have to, I have to give credit to our executive producer because when we talked about this in our pre-show meeting, uh, he talked about, you know, we have to make this a segment. So we are. We're going to close with this. So Marcus Smart, man, you know, number six pick overall in 2014. There hasn't been a Celtic that has more love-hate with the fan base, I think, the last six years than him. So, as you know, as we approach the hour mark, so I don't want to go too crazy with this, but – you know, Mike, I'll start with you, but, you know, is this the end of the Marcus Martin experience? I, I think it is, and I, I think he's uh, – the latest report out there is that he's looking for a four-year, $80 million extension. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Like, um, like, you know, like, good for you, dude. Go get your money, but, like, don't – if you're the Celtics, don't do that. You don't – like, I, I, I love you, Marcus. I love you for all the things – all the good things that you do on the court. I'm equally as frustrated of all the bad things that you do. I hate that it takes him 16 shots tonight to find a shot. I understand it. I hate it. It's just one of those things as a Celtics fan that you know. But I think the tenacity that he played, the tenacity that he played defensively is going to be hard to to replicate, right? And it's almost like you could feel the mood change in a game when he took the floor. But you I mean, my opinion, you know, I don't I, what do I know? He ain't a 20 million dollar year player. Like he's just not. So I, I think it's over for him in Boston. But like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Marcus. After seeing Ball go to the Bulls tonight, I just don't know what what other option is out there for a starting point guard. Unless what happen, what I said happens, and, and Chris Dunn ends up being a starting point guard on this team. Is Dunn is it, actually he's done it two or one. No, he's definitely he, a one. He's, he's a one, right? Yeah, okay. he, he can't shoot. So, like he's a one. I, I, I feel like that's the only other chance that we have of seeing Smart leave. I think Smart stayed. I think Ball was the place that Smart was going to go. If, if we were going to get rid of Smart, I think it was going to Chicago. And now that's off the table. I just don't know. 
you know, it's the same thing like Aaron Gordon last year. Like, I don't know. I don't see the move out there that warrants moving. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I, I understand, but like, what do you, unless we're bringing back a starting point guard in return, he's really our best option to run that point because we've seen it. Listen, I know he sucks. I, I can't no, stand his shooting. Suck. No, it sucks. His shooting sucks. His shot selection sucks. But we've seen that change when he plays point guard. When he starts a point guard, he is a different guy. So, I mean, I just don't know what other better options are out there at this point without Ball. I would love to see them move him for someone else. But, I don't know. Yeah, if, he, if he's under control, then, yes, Wait. that makes sense. But that's the problem. He's not under fucking control. That's the problem. Mike wants to whisper. Go ahead. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I, I hear everything that you just said. Like, he, you know, it makes sense for him to be the, the starter. Will you pay him $20 million a year? Are you yeah. saying that he's worth yeah. that? Because he isn't. If I, yeah, I, if, you're, I if, you, if he's fun. forcing your hand to give him that extension this year, no, yeah, you, you got to do something. But I, I don't think is he doing that. I don't think he is. Yeah, they came out. It came out twenty minutes ago. Well, that's yeah. He's 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 drunk. But and anyways, I would I would give Speckers. Yeah, he's yeah. It's not the same when he's hungry or shooting the basketball. It's not the same. I would give him what Marcus Morris Senior got last year from the Clippers, four years, sixty four mil. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I'm fine with I'm that. Com- yeah. I'm comfortable with 16 million a year because that's about maybe a two or three million increase from where he's at now. Yep. Okay. You know, it's again, he, he's the longest tenure yourself that give him a little bit of a raise. Fine. That's that's cool. Or even give the four years with the option after three, yep. whether there's a team or a player. I'm cool. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. But like I said, we're not we're, listen, if Fournier just got 73 from New York, what makes you and he's not better than ever Fournier. So we're going to give you seven more mil than we wasn't well, going to give Fournier. And Fournier is three more inches taller, his shoe better. Like, the only thing that Marcus Smart does better than Fournier is, is is defend. And that was kind of shoddy this past year. It's his immeasurables, though, right? That's what NBA guys will tell you. His immeasurables are that much better than everyone else, which would, which may justify 20 million. Now, I'm not advocating for that. Listen, I think if you want to get, if you want to give him, like you said, four for 64, all in. If you want to do five for 75, I could do that too. But he's not 20 million a year. He just, and I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't, not here anyway. We have too many things that we, we know what happens when he's on the court with Jalen and, uh, and Jason. It's great. It's not a championship though. So we, we need to build towards that. So, I mean, if he wants to stay for less, sure, but do not give him 20. Yeah, I, I mean, I know they gave him like four years, fifty-two uh, a few years ago, right? So I'm like, okay, that's and to me, like one second, that's why I'm cool with the the little yeah. slight, uh, slight uptick in rates. Okay, fine, but this is the thing, right? Like I've gone back and forth on this because, like I said, I think we all know Leo Stern. Leo Stern went to Dean, and uh, yeah. I know Leo. If you hear this, I know, man, I, I know how you feel about Marcus. So I know you probably uh, you'll probably laugh your ass off as you listen to this. The amount of Facebook posts we've gotten tagged in over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I know he he despises Marcus with every fiber of his being. So is my our friend John. He, they can't stand him. Marcus Smart, like I said, went under control was fine. Like I said that we we get that, and he is our Jamar Green. He is. He passes like him. He defends like him when he's on. When Marcus Smart is locked in defensively, Marcus Smart can shut down anybody in this league. I I firmly believe that he's just as good as his other Oklahoma State buddy Tony Allen. I firmly believe that without a doubt. You know, but it's just like, once again, it's because we haven't won, that's why we no longer tolerate Marcus. Because you can rest assured, if Golden State had not ever won, or they only won one time in 2015, Jamar Green's ass would have been out of there. Yep. Because when you cost a team a win, 
you cost the team a game because you know you're kicking someone in the nuts, or you're yelling at a ref, or you're yelling at a coach, like, or you're yelling at their best player and pushes them out the fucking town. Like that. Um, if you if he if, if Marcus Smart was the reason why Kyrie left, oh my god, can you imagine? Oh, Marcus Smart was the reason IT left. Do you do you know the back? Like that's what I'm saying. So it's just like to me, like it's just like, he is our Draymond Green, but because we haven't won. We we kill him because it's just like yo like you're, like I said we just said it a few seconds ago like you're not that guy pal no. but you know but like who knows maybe Emay could get something out of him that Brad did not get and who knows but we're gonna find out though they're not gonna trade him not gonna you trade can't him. go four for eighty with Marcus right now because that takes that takes you right out of the running for everything that you're setting this team up for and that's 2022 free agency and 2023 free agency you can't do that. Um, Jesus. Jesus. Wow. So for our listeners, the reason why we're saying Jesus is not because we're at church. But that's um, where Bradley so Beal. We, we said, Listen, yeah. that's that's when Beal's a free agent. That's when Curry becomes a free agent. That's when all these guys that like listen, I would froth at the mouth with the possibility they could be a Celtic. If Marcus Smart takes that away from me by them giving him twenty mil and then shoots those goddamn threes, I swear to fucking God, I'll still watch the team. But I just can't yeah. I can't, and he'll I still can't, say championship I DNA. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, listen, that listen, that makes complete sense. But I mean, listen, man, like <laughs> don't listen, take that away from me, Mark. Please don't, like, we're still gonna watch, but it's like we're, we will watch begrudgingly if that's the case. But listen, just listen, just Brad, continue what you've been doing. You're trying to create financial flexibility, keep doing that. If you just need to sign Patty Mill for the mid-level, do that. Three years, mm-hmm. 27 mil. I'm I'm cool with that. Three is twenty-seven mil for Patty for Patty Mills. I would bring back Rudy Gay too. I would I would sign Rudy Gay. I would I like sign Rudy him Gay. to another like two-year deal. What about it? Bring it. So home, yeah, so yeah, bro. so that's the that's the last question I want to ask, right? So you know the king of the fourth, right? You know it time. You know should he be back in the Celtics uniform? So Bobby, I'll start with you. Should, should should he be back in the Celtics uniform, bro? Not only should he be, but it seems like the Celtics players also think he should be. Jalen Brown the other night on Twitter shared the Isaiah Thomas scoring 61 points with just like a let's go. He's got to come back, man. He looks ready. He looks good. I get it's against inferior competition, but no one with a bad hip is going to be able to drop 61 in any basketball game ever. Listen, I have a pinched nerve in my neck and I can barely goddamn podcast right now. (laughs) Okay. So like, like, let's be real here. Isaiah's back. It's time. Listen, Danny's gone. So that's who fucked Isaiah over before. Brad's going to be like, Isaiah, man, you're a hero here. Come home, bro. Okay, you can't uh, – sorry, not a tangent. You can't say he fucked Isaiah over. He got Kyrie Irving in return. You do that 11 okay. times out of 10. Yeah, no, that uh, – agreed. Agreed. No yeah. no doubt about it. Isaiah Thomas gets traded for Kyrie Irving. He, 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 he was wrong, though. He, he was wrong, though. He was. It, 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 you're, you're right, but he was wrong. He definitely was wrong. Uh, not really, though. I mean, he was wrong with the fit, but I mean, uh, IT has never been the same since he left. He has literally never been the same. He has not played a full season since he left. That trade shouldn't have gone through, honestly. They, they, they should have avoided that trade. They should avoid it because I can't believe he passed. I don't know how they got him to pass a physical if they like shot him with some stem cells in that hip or something like that. Well, that, that's, that, that's what should have did. Yeah. You know, I, w- I just want to turn this around on you, on you, Ray, for just the last minute of, of your show. Would you be comfortable with Chris Dunn and IT as your starting as your two point guards? No, but it wouldn't no. be. You'd have Pritchard too. You have Pritchard too. No, but I'm saying, but no, but even yeah, even with him, no. Like I, 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 I'd put Craig out there before that combination. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
So, so I, what you do? So lo, 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 hey, lo, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't like Pat, now. If you say, if you tell me, if if we wake up tomorrow or some point this week and you hear da na na the Boston Celtics have signed Patty Mills to a three year deal for X Y and Z. I'm happy because that's someone that can shoot. He's he's familiar with the system because obviously it's going to be coming from San Antonio. Then if you want to come and bring an IT to cool, but Patty Mills to me should be the starter. We don't need him to be Australia Patty Mills. That's the problem. We still we still want the the star guard. We don't need that right now. Get someone that can complement Tatum and Brown. That if they kick it out and he's opening the corner three, he's going to get the corner three. Patty Mills is going to knock that down. Pritch is going to knock that down. It when he's on going to knock that down. Um, Chris Dunn can penetrate, kick it back out to Al. Al's going to shoot the three. So that's what you need, right? You don't need, um, you know, you don't need another star guard to come in here right now. Would it be nice? Of course it would. Like out of like Kyle Lowry, but he's going down to South Beach. I don't blame him. He's getting older. He played last year in, in Tampa. I, I, Hey, Kyle, I understand. No taxes, you know, bro. No taxes. Go to, yeah, no, no taxes. taxes bro. Hey, Kyle, go down there. Go down to Snappers. Go down to Figure Licking. There's a lot of great restaurants down there. Go to. <laughs> there's a lot of great places, brother. Like, please and, and, and enjoy yourself. I don't blame you. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here for a nostalgia act. And you know that was my best Mike Marcangelo impression. So I hope that went well. But yeah, pr- appreciate it. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, right, Bobby. If you bring Isaiah in, it's not to play with the. It can't be with the intention to play more than 10 minutes a night. That's how you got to see that. And if he, if he outperforms that, but that's what it, that's. It can't happen like that. Could he, it, but it, it, he's, he's going to be a problem in that locker room. He's only playing 10 minutes. I'm telling you that right now. But because that, bro, he was he signed a 10 year contract last year. So I feel like he would just want to get in. Right. I feel you, but no, but it's, it, that's different. It's normally as it was Denver. He feels that he is a part of this new era I'm telling you, if you say to him, "Hey, you're gonna play ten minutes," I'm I'm telling you, he's gonna flip tables and he's he's gonna go crazy. I'm telling you, so that can't happen. That's when you tell him, like, bro, this is like when you came over back in 2011. Show us why you should be playing more than that. And now we have an underdog mentality on the Celtics again. Boom. 2012. To be fair, he he was getting 18 a night when he got here and they, he they, yeah, he was, he, so he was hoping, he was hoping, he was hoping when he got to Boston and they realized like, Oh shit. Like this guy is better than anybody we have on the team. Let's just keep, let's keep him. Let's keep on. Let's get on his back. And that's what they did. So, you know, we'll, we'll close it with that. So any final words when we get out of here? Unrelated. The Knicks got a lot better today. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Is it Nerlens Noel and, and and Evan Fournier? That's those are good deals. So and they were already a good team last year. So good for them that they might be a force or they might it might implode. I don't know what the next, but they got a lot. We'll, better. we'll know by February. Yeah. Can I give? Can I give one? Uh, I shouldn't say this right now. My biggest hot take that I that I feel like is like a five percent chance of happening. Can you imagine Emmy Adoka and Kawhi Leonard? Reunited in a Boston Celtics <laughs> uniform. Like, that, what are you doing? But, dude? So wait, so I, no, don't worry. We're still going to close. We're still going to close because he declined his option because he's going to resign with, with Clippers. But if that's the case, then obviously Jalen Brown would have to be gone in that deal. Obviously, if that was a sign and trade, immediately that would have, to be, have deal. to be a sign and trade. There's no way he's coming. There's no, there's no way that could fit. Now, unless you're saying you take him over getting Beal. And you just have a bigger lineup, you know. Then mm, let's 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 talk. But I just I, I just don't see that happening. But like I said, we won't go into that rabbit hole because we do we we have to. Yeah, we have, we got to got to close out. So so for Mike Marcangelo, the real BK Bow Kelly, our executive producer Craig Alessandro, I'm your host Sean Buchanan, and we'll see you next time. Peace.
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid.